on some level, like as humans, like we just know whether it's conscious or not, like they know you're not on your game and then are they going to want to hire you? Maybe not. Maybe, maybe not. Welcome to Profit and Prosper, a podcast for entrepreneurs who are ready to make some money while doing what they love. On this podcast, we're going to pull back the curtain and talk about all things business and money, but I promise you this is not your typical boring numbers talk. I'm your host, Sarah Young, a CPA and CFO with over a decade of experience in finance, business, and leadership. I'm going to share everything I've learned from helping my clients grow more profitable businesses and keep more of what they earn while growing my own successful business along the way. You'll feel empowered and confident that you too can grow your wealth, live a rich life, and have an impact. Stick with me and you might even start to think that finance is fun. Let's dive in. The longer I'm in business, the more I realize that the best investment you can make in your business is you, in your energy, your mindset, in your ability to lead your team, your clients, your community, and make good decisions. It's hard to quantify the impact that these things have on your business. But again, the longer I'm here, the more I realize that the way that I show up in my business every day day in and day out is what really compounds and allows me to reach success in the long run. So if you show up to your job or to your your business, which is our job, right? If you show up every day and you're stressed out, you're tired, you're low energy, then it just becomes 10 times harder to get things done, to show up the right way, the way that you want to, to make sales and draw people in with good marketing, to lead your team. And then it even compounds and becomes harder for you to spend time outside of your business with your family doing things you love because you feel like you're behind, constantly behind in your business. It can be a really hard cycle to break out of because we're all conditioned to focus on the fire that is right in front of your face. And it can be hard to work on things where you don't necessarily feel the impact of your actions until weeks or months or years down the road. This week in this podcast episode, I am interviewing Tanessa Shears, who is a health consultant who helps entrepreneurs optimize their health, focus, and have more energy for faster business growth. She has been my coach, and in the past, we have worked heavily on getting my sleep and stress levels under control, and I'm working with her in Q4 with a more of a focus now that I, you know, don't have a ton of deadlines in my business for the next few months with more of a focus on taking my health to the next level because it's really important to me. Um, I've shared in my business in the past, um, I've shared on the podcast in the past that my dad passed away about a year ago from Alzheimer's. Alzheimer's is really rampant on both sides of my family. Diabetes is really prevalent and it's just really important to me that I take care of myself, both, you know, for my long-term health, but also for being a good example for my two-year-old son to be able to show up and be successful in my business. So I'm really excited to talk to her. At the time that this episode comes out, I want to remind you that my Profit and Prosper group program is open right now for enrollment. And interestingly, some of the things that I work on with clients are really not that different from the things that Tanessa works on with her clients, which is why I wanted to have her on. So in Profit and Prosper, the program, we work on how to optimize your cash flow and make changes to your offers and delivery system so that you can make more money. We work on how to really understand the story that your numbers are telling you so that you can make CEO level decisions about your business how to manage your money so that you can start putting that cash flow that you generate to work for you into building a million dollar portfolio. None of those things happen overnight, right? But these are some of the most important things you can ever do in your business. It's really one of the main reasons that most of you are probably even in business is to be able to build your wealth, right? 
Much like taking care of your health, you're not going to necessarily see the impact of these things until weeks or months or even years down the road. But if we don't start working on it today, we're never going to reach that long-term goal. So I'm really excited for you to dig into this episode. Tanessa is one of my favorite people to follow on my Instagram for tips about energy and health and how that impacts my business. So I'm excited for you to listen and don't forget to get yourself in my next cohort of the Profit and Prosper program. Go to trustyoungco.com forward slash prosper to sign up today. Welcome back to this week's episode of the Profit and Prosper podcast. I'm so excited to have Tanessa Shears on with me this week. Thanks for coming, Tanessa. Hey, thank you for having me. I'm looking forward to all of the stuff we're going to dive into today. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I think this is going to be a really interesting topic to cover because I don't know, it's probably something that you don't, maybe it's an angle you haven't talked about before where, you know, in the space that you're in with the things that you do for your clients, I really want to talk about like the tangible impacts of, you know, taking care of yourself on your business, because I think it's something that so many people just don't really think about, you know, we might want to like improve our health and that's sort of our personal goal, but then you also have all your separate business goals and, you know, having worked with you myself, I would say like the two are very, very entwined. So I'm excited to talk about this. So first things first, tell me about your business and what you do. Yeah. So I am a health consultant. I work with six and seven figure entrepreneurs to help them optimize the way their brain works and their body works uh, so that they can have more consistency in their business and they can show up with the energy and the clear thinking and the focus that they need to get more done in their day so that they can either have time to work on the projects that we never get time to, or they get that time back to have with their family that they normally be spending, you know, checking into email on, you know, with under the dinner table on your phone or, you know, scrolling while you're also watching Netflix at the end of the night. So really learning about how we can optimize our brain so that we have the energy to show up with, you know, that magnetism that draws people into our business and the energy to be consistent. So I know you started off as a personal trainer, right? Years ago. Tell me like, how did you go from being a personal trainer to what you're doing now? Yeah, I opened my personal training business in 2014 and that was, it was so fun. I was at six figures in about 15 months. So it grew very quickly. And there was the point where I was seeing 33 clients per week. It was intense. I was on the gym floor all of the time. And there came this point where I started noticing, I was like, interesting. There is a very large portion of my clients that are entrepreneurs. And I'm like, what is going on? You guys tell me. And what they would say to me are things like, you know, originally I came because, you know, I wanted to lose a little bit of weight or I wanted a bigger butt or whatever the, you know, most things we go to personal trainers for, but they're like, but you know what the crazy thing is, is like, I just have so much more energy. I'm able to go hang out with my kids at the end of the day. And I'm so much more focused. I'm getting better sleep. And I was like, this is interesting. So just naturally, like I love education and learning. And I found that I'm like, well, what else can help my clients get better results? And so that's when I started getting a bunch of designations in sports nutrition and and nutritional science. And the results continued to improve. And people kept saying, you know, I'm feeling even better. Look, I'm losing weight faster. I have better energy. And right about at that point, that's when I started transitioning online because I realized I could help a lot more people. But it was when I got my designation as a sleep consultant that I was like, oh, this is what has been missing because we do all these things for our health, but we're so tired all the time that we end up skipping them. So I was like, this is the foundation. This is not a pillar of health. This is the foundation. So from there forth, you know, moving into health consulting, working with entrepreneurs, primarily first on their sleep so that it can support the healthy habits in the rest of their life. So you weren't always into biohacking and doing all of this next level stuff. I think it's interesting how you made that transition. Tell me, I mean, I know the four pillars, right? The four pillars that you work on are sleep. You tell it because you can tell it better than me. Yeah, it's sleep for sure. That's the big one at the start. Um, I always look at things, I guess the better way to frame it is not so much like pillars of health, but what are the things that are causing the brain fog, right? And that's that inflammation that is running through our body. So I find that, you know, it's coming from usually one of these four places. It is, we're not getting enough quality sleep, even though we tell ourselves we are. We're not moving enough, even though we're like, well, you know, I'll get to that when I get to the next revenue goal or business size. 
we're not eating foods that are good for our body. And I don't just mean like low calorie or high calorie. I mean, whole foods that help us think clearer, think faster and have that sustained energy. So we don't get the drop in the afternoon. And lastly, stress resiliency, not eliminating stress, but learning how to rebalance and become resilient when we do experience a stress, because I don't think as entrepreneurs, we're eliminating stress anytime soon. So I think it's learning how to be, um, how to manage that effectively and be able to bounce back. I'll just say like, this is definitely one of my like key underlying areas because you know, I've tried multiple times, all kinds of different things just to exercise more, eat better, quote unquote, better, you know, doing all the things. But then until I've resolved or am still trying to resolve the stress resilience issues and sleep issues, like it's just not even possible for me to be able to do those next level things. And so I think it's, you know, really smart to like focus on those underlying, like foundational things. One thing that you said that I thought was interesting, I hear this a lot too, and I'm sure I've said it before also, is you said people oftentimes think like, when I get to the next level, then I will insert whatever thing they want to work on. How often do people say that to you? And then what is your response back to them? We have this idea that when we get to $10,000 a month, uh, a six-figure year, a seven-figure year, then all of a sudden we're going to have all the team in place to have all this time back. And then all of a sudden this magical block of time will appear in which we're going to meal prep and we're going to exercise. Oh, we're going to sleep in. It's going to be wonderful. But the nature of who we are as entrepreneurs, we are the type that the, the horizon is always moving. Meaning like as soon as we get there, all of a sudden the next goal appears and we're running towards that. So we end up never actually making the time in the interim. We're like, I'm just too busy. I can't possibly learn how to do this. So we write off the idea of learning how to optimize our health. When in reality, it is when you are busy, that is the best time to learn how to be healthy. Because I often will get this um, concern come up in consultations where clients will be like, you know, it's just not a good time right now. I'm in the middle of a busy season. And I'll be like, perfect. Let's start tomorrow. Because if you learn the skill of being healthy and taking care of yourself while you are in a busy season, oh, it's going to be a piece of cake when you're in, when you are in one of those periods where it's not such a big push. So we have to learn how to, you know, integrate health as part of our life during all seasons and not just start it when it's easy. Yes, you are so right. And the reason I honed in on that is I say the same thing about people's money stuff. And so I think it's interesting, like we both have, have talked about how we've read Alex Hormozzi's $100 million offers, and he he boils down like key markets down into like health, wealth, and relationships. So I think maybe next I need to get a relationships coach in here and see if people say the same thing. But like thinking about health and wealth, it's so interesting that you have the same experience with clients because I have people tell me all the time when I'm talking about what would it take for you to start paying yourself a regular salary? What would it take for you to, you know, step back and like make this next investment in your business to, you know, get more money back? What would it take to start investing money into a retirement account or to actually buying that rental property that you've wanted for years? And people always say stuff like, I need to make more money first. And I think it boils down to like having the solid underlying money habits, right? For me, and then health habits for you, probably where you know, my money habits, it's like, if you don't learn how to manage your money, then when you get to the seven figure level, you're not just going to magically have like a hundred thousand dollars in the bank. Cause if you don't know how to manage your money, when you get more, you're just going to keep doing the same thing, just at a higher level. That, that experience, I always call it like, there is not better than here. Meaning we, what is creating our current situation, whether it's how we manage our money, how we manage our health, how busy we perceive our, ourselves to be, it's not a matter of actually the things going on. It's a circumstance and it's a lot to do with how we think about these things. And I always tell my clients, I'm like, well, okay, so let's say you get to your next financial milestone. You're going to show up with the same brain and the same problems that you originally had. And if you don't work on that brain and the way you think about things and your ability to develop consistency along the way, you're going to show up 
up to your milestone and it's going to feel the exact same and you're going to feel disappointed. So that's when you set the next goal, thinking that that is when it's going to start feeling better, but it doesn't. So you just end up putting off all of the things you want, whether it's the hundred thousand dollars in the bank or feeling good in your body or having the energy you want, you just keep putting it off because, you know, at some point this has to get easier, but it's your brain causing all of the stress and the experience that you're having. It's not the external circumstances on the outside. So true. So I think something that I tell my clients and I know like, don't laugh at me because this is what I struggle with, like (laughs) with my own health stuff. It's like so much easier to tell other people what to do. Um, anyways, like one of the things I encourage people to do is sit back and envision themselves. Like use, like say to yourself, like I am a millionaire. I am a wealthy person. I'm a millionaire CEO. And like, how does that feel? And what is that person doing and how, what is their experience like? And then how can you bring some of those things forward and like be that person? And again, like, don't laugh at me. Cause like, I struggle at this with my health stuff, but like, I think that it's, you know, it's, it's a thing we have to, we can't just envision like one day down the road, everything's magically going to be easier and better. And I'm going to be the perfect version of myself. It's like, how can I be that person today? Because this is today, like, this is our life, right? This is it. And not our life doesn't start when we get to seven figures. Our life starts now where it's already started, right? I've I've heard this quote that goes along that. And it says, if you're not doing something today to make your health, wealth, relationships drastically better in five years than it is today, it's time to get started. And it's funny, we think these things need to be big things. But one of the things that I'm really a fan of is the morning 10 minute walk, rain or shine, get out there and go is because if I can consistently do that, it shows myself a, that I have discipline and I can show up and B it is going to make a difference when it compounds. And I think we really don't take advantage of the compound effect on our wealth or our health. Like 10 minutes of walks every day. It's not just about getting a thousand extra steps or, you know, moving a little bit. It's about who you become in the process of committing to doing something for your health every day. And I know, you know, about the wealth side too, because I have seen you post that you And your husband also have reached your like financial independence goal. And so you also are apparently you're just an expert at like doing the hard things (laughs) day in and day out. Yeah, it was actually kind of fun. We retired my husband from his full-time job in June uh, when I, we had our second baby. So he came home. We set a goal about two, three years ago to have um, the dividends of our investments can entirely cover our living expenses, which has made, honestly, it's made business a lot more fun too, because it's all for fun now. And it's all the stuff we want to do, but it, uh, yeah, it's definitely created the discipline from that, whether it be, you know, focusing on where our money's going, having those dates every Sunday morning, talking about where our money's going, or whether it is getting out on my walks in the morning, it's looking at kind of what is your long-term goal and what are you doing about it today? Not when you have free time or, you know, perfect conditions show up. Once you've made 100K in sales, what does it take to save 100K? I'm on a mission to help 1,000 entrepreneurs turn their business's cash flow into $100,000 in wealth, whether that comes from paying off debt, saving more money, investing into retirement accounts, or reinvesting into your business to build a cash flowing asset. That's $100 million in capital in the hands of world changing business owners just like you. Can you imagine the impact that would have? Building the first 100K in investments from your business would be life-changing. It'll teach you the money habits and financial strategy that you need to get you not just 100K, but eventually to financial freedom. I want to help you stop being self-employed and constantly on the cash flow hamster wheel. Let's elevate you into a CEO that thinks about their money like I do. I've been hard at work here behind the scenes, revamping my Profit and Prosper group program into a deeper 12-month coaching program that'll teach you my signature M4 Profit method for building 100K in net worth. And it officially relaunches on October 24th. I'll be your CFO and financial coach for an entire year as you go through the seasons of your business. I'll help you implement my profit method and turn your business's cash flow into wealth. Go to profitandprosper.co forward slash join now or the link in the show notes to learn more and sign up. I'm really interested in when you say like your business changed because you had this, like all your personal expenses are covered by investment income, dividend income. So because I find like whenever this happens to me, this happens to clients, whenever we have like 
personal financial insecurity, we have to put, you know, we just had to put all new windows in our house last summer. And that was insanely expensive or like something breaks. We have to drop three grand on a car, car repairs that we weren't expecting. Um, you know, this happened too with me back in March, my husband quit his corporate job and he's not retired. Like he's still doing project work, but just, we dropped the steady paycheck. And like, there's definitely a thing of like, when your personal finance situation feels out of control a little bit, like that totally carries over into your business. Right. So I'm just curious, like when you say it changed and business became more fun, like, I don't know, tell me about that. I stopped feeling like I, everything I was doing was to get another client. You know, that feeling when it's just like that, almost kind of that you show up like a weirdo, to be quite frank, your whole energy is a weirdo, (laughs) meaning like, you're just like, is this what I'm going to say to get somebody to want to engage with me so that I can go track them down on Instagram? You know what I mean? Like the whole process becomes fixated on getting past that safety point. Whereas when I find now I'm like, well, regardless if I make $0 or I make $20,000, like it really doesn't matter because I'm covered. So now I'm like, okay, what can I post? Because I think it's really cool. And I think it's really helpful. And it's not about what other people want to hear. And it's fun to show up because I'm choosing to, I don't have to, to pay my bills anymore. And it's so much fun because I I think what I wish I would have realized a long time ago is like, oh, wait, that actually builds the business faster than everything else. And it has been since then, like, it is amazing how much growth has happened since we hit that number in June. It's just like, being able to show up for fun and watching the growth happen because of it, when it feels like I'm not trying as hard as I used to. I think that's amazing. I felt like you were going to give that answer. I was going to say like, I don't know if it's been enough time, you know, since you got back, cause you did have a baby in May or June, June. right? Yeah. June 1st. Like you had your second baby in June and y'all just so you know, like not only does she like perfectly, not perfectly, I won't put that on you. You like take care of your health. You run your business. You're also a mom of two very young kids. And like, I don't know, props to you. You're amazing. Thank um, you. <laughs> but I feel like I'm, I guess like, you know, the, the point is, I guess what you said of like, you let go of these things And like, somehow it feels easier because you're not tied back to your, you know, you don't have to make a paycheck anymore. And so now counterintuitively, you're even making more money and it's easier and it's more fun. And so I guess what it brings me back to is just thinking about like, what are ways we can make ourselves feel safe on the personal finance side, you know, so that we can show up this way and maybe even, you know, feel like maybe I can invest time in taking better care of myself because I know I'm taking care of over here. It's sort of like a question for me as I'm thinking about like talking to clients, right? It's like, what are the ways we can feel like safer on the personal finance side without having to, you know, build up a giant investment portfolio that like covers your (laughs) financial freedom needs. Um, So yeah, I think that's really fun. Yeah. You know, what's interesting when you say that. So in 2019, my right before our wedding, of course, you know, who wants to plan a wedding and launch a new business? My husband and I decided that we were going to launch a product on Amazon. So we did went through the whole process. We, you know, sourced multiple different places from different places in China and had it over here and had it private labeled, did the photographs. Like we put about $30,000 into the whole thing, including getting product here, shipping it here, putting it in Amazon and it failed. Because we didn't really understand at the time, okay, wait, differentiating a product is not just changing the color. Like we didn't understand that. We put a lot of money into courses and stuff like that. So we actually finished our wedding year having $30,000 of debt from this business that we incorporated and the business is now carrying this debt. And for me, I was someone who always created a lot of security with money, meaning seeing I was one of those people, like I bought my first townhouse um, up here in Vancouver, which is the prices are ridiculous up here at 25 years old, because I had always saved lots of money. I was very money um, scarcity almost. Like I would like to see the numbers. They made me feel a certain way. And when we had this $30,000 loss, that's when I really had to do the work and realize like, okay, what do we have to do to get out of this $30,000 hole? And at the end of the day, it was really just, okay, well, I'm going to wake up and I'm going to work on my business and I'm going to get in front of more people. And I'm going to make sure I'm posting and putting out 
wait a second, that sounds exactly like what I was doing eight months ago before the 30, wait a second. So you mean my life actually doesn't look much different with this debt? So what does that mean? The debt is not causing all the scarcity I'm feeling. It's my brain thinking that it made, it meant that we were failures or I can't believe we wasted this money. This could have gone to better reasons. So when I started realizing, I'm like, oh, wait a second. It's my brain this whole time that's been making me feel so uncomfortable with money fluctuations. I was like, oh, all right. Well, if I can feel secure and safe at any monetary value, why don't I start right here? And so that's when I really learned that like debt has nothing to do with us and the safety and security we feel. It's our thoughts about it. And the day I'm in debt or the day I'm not in debt, like it doesn't feel any different. Like I don't feel any different about money today than I did two years ago before we had amassed this uh, portfolio we have. So it's been really cool going through that growth experience. It just let me let go. Yeah, I think, I mean, it just comes back to the money mindset, which is not the topic of today. I could keep talking about this all day. <laughs> Let's go into another rabbit hole. And, you know, I'm titling or, you know, my plan is to title this episode something along the lines of the best ROI you can get in your business is you. And by you, I mean you listening to this, like you investing in you yourself. Clients are always asking me, what should I invest in? Can I spend my money on this? Is this okay? You know, I think there's a lot of fear and doubt that comes up when you think about spending thousands of dollars on this or that thing in your business. And to be fair, there's a lot of, you know, shiny, flashy objects out there in business land. There's so many things you could possibly spend your money in. And so I talk about, you know, thinking about your money flow in your business from the very top, like eyeballs coming into your business through converting leads into customers, delivering for those customers, back-end operations, all the way through to money going into your pocket. And I always say, like, think about, you know, where is it getting stuck? Where is your money getting stuck the most? Mm -hmm. And I think the longer I'm in business, the more I realize how important it is for me to not be the one that gets my business stuck. And this one is harder to quantify because it's easier for me to do the numbers on how many leads did I get? How many people saw my Instagram post? How many people are on my, my email list? It's much harder to quantify the impact that my own energy and mindset and my own health my like brain fog versus like showing up, you know, in, in a good headspace, like it's hard to quantify, but the longer I'm in business, the more I realize like, this is the import, like this is the thing because my business will never get to the next level. If I'm still down here, what are some of the sort of like benefits, I guess, of, you know, when you work with clients, they're all entrepreneurs. Like what are some of the things for people listening who are like, oh, I'd love to work on this, but whatever, insert whatever reason they can't right now. Why is this so important? What are some of the benefits of investing in, in your energy, health, all of that stuff? I think the first one comes back to creating time for yourself. And now this, I think is the misconception we have about our health is that it is something that takes time away from us. And we really get stuck in it because we either have the mindset of like, well, that's just, you know, not as important as other things, or it's not moving my business forward. Therefore it should go in second place. But I love to think of this, how much time are you losing in a day staring at your computer screen because you are exhausted? or because your brain feels foggy, or because you have very low energy for the day, or because you have lost an entire afternoon of productivity because you have hit the afternoon slump, right? And so what we end up doing is we have such unproductive days that we get to the end of the day, we look at our list, we're like, oh my gosh, I didn't get through anything. So we just wait until the kids go to bed and then we get back at it. And we're working into the night thinking like, if I get through this, I'm going to feel more productive. I'll get more ahead. So we just are like, I could just take a little bit of time from sleep. But what happens is the next day we wake up and the cycle continues. So we don't have the time to do all of this stuff because we're wasting so much time, foggy and unproductive. So that's one of the reasons I work on sleep first is because if I can get your brain sharp, clear and focused, you can show up with the energy you need 
your brain works well throughout the day, then what maybe took you eight hours before now takes you six and a half or seven or six. So there all of a sudden is an hour on the end of your day, which you can throw back into your business. But I always like to invite the option to bring your health in. Because if we are maybe using that time to make sure we got our grocery shopping done and we have food that is healthy and whole foods on the table, Oh my gosh, then our blood sugar isn't swinging all over the place. So we're able to fall asleep quicker. Oh my gosh, we're not having those afternoon energy crashes. So that is number one is when, when we're not recognizing that spending that time on your health is designed to give you back time in the folk in the form of um, brain output and focus and ability to think faster and make better decisions, right? So that's number one. Then if you really wanna say, okay, well, I would like to take that extra time and energy and put it into a project. Well, think about this. How many projects in your business have you been putting off that would add extra revenue, right? Meaning like if we could get time to put into creating a course from all of your ideas, which is what I'm doing right now. Like if I can make time to do that and that adds, Five to $10,000 a month to my revenue, like, oh, that is something I want to make time for, right? So that is on the business side of it. But beyond that, there is something to be said about having the energy to live the life you want to live outside of your business. I had a client the other day and he said to me, you know, after work, me and my three kids, we went for a walk because I, one of the things we're working on with him is just getting out a couple minutes of movement every day. And he's like, and we went to the end of the block and back. And then my kids were like, I want to walk further. And he's like, then we went to the park. He goes, and I was playing with them. And he goes, I can't believe I had the energy to get on the slide with my kids. And we walked past the corner of the street. We walked around for a couple hours. He goes, I would have never had the energy to do that. And those are the things to me. It's like, yeah, we are healthier. We fit better in our jeans. We have more focus in our business. But what about those things? Like, what are you missing out on in your life outside of your business? Because you're so tired all the time. You have no energy. So that to me was such a moment. I was like, that is why I do what I do is because he is now playing with his kids. Those kids are going to have a whole different relationship with him growing up because he can be in their lives instead of just sitting on the sidelines watching. I just had this conversation with my husband the other day, like those moments, like that is your life, right? Like that is it. And I think that as entrepreneurs, I've certainly done this. I put so much energy into my business. I put a ton of energy into my family. And then outside of that, I haven't had a ton of energy for anything else. And so, you know, if I look back 30 years from now, you know, does it really matter? Like, will I regret not working on my business more or will I regret not spending more time doing things that I enjoy? And so what I, I wrote down some things as you were talking, I think one is this idea that your productivity doesn't have to come from some fancy system, right? You don't have to hire. I mean, we see it, we hear about productivity in business all the time and systems and operations and blah, 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 right? I think for many business owners, especially in the like six figure range, I would say your productivity, you don't have to, you know, get some um, consultant to come in and do like some huge, you know, project management system for you. It doesn't have to be fancy. Like maybe the key to your productivity is having this energy so you can actually just focus and get your work done faster. What percentage of entrepreneurs do you think are walking around not realizing even like how foggy they are? Oh, I would think 80% because you know what the funny thing is, is like we look at each other and we're like, oh yeah, you had a busy week and you're exhausted. Okay. Over here. Yeah. You're tired. You had a busy week oh, well, this must be normal. I must not be that bad. And it's crazy. And there, there becomes a certain point. A lot of the entrepreneurs I work with actually will tell me I'm getting great sleep. It's fine. Like, can we, can we do the food? Can we do some exercise stuff? And I'm like, no, 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 we're going to start with food. And then when we actually track it with like an aura ring or a Fitbit, what they'll find is they're getting six hours of sleep. And that's actually categorized as sleep deprivation. And the fascinating thing about sleep deprivation is it is the equivalent of being drunk and you can't tell how drunk you are 
And the same is with sleep deprivation. Once you hit a certain level of sleep deprivation, you acclimate and not in a way in which your brain just starts working at that level. You acclimate to that level of fog and you actually can't tell how sleep deprived you are. And it is when we can take your brain and like turn it online and get you performing at peak capacity that you're like, oh my gosh, I was walking around that foggy all the time. So easily, easily 80%. I think it's just because it's so normalized to feel tired. We just don't think to ever question that if we want it to be normal for us. We had this conversation the other day. I feel like where I forget who it was, but there was like a post from this like successful entrepreneur who I actually maybe remember who it was. I won't say it because I'm like, it's kind of negative, but like basically implying like, you know, I don't care about sleep. I don't care if I'm sleep deprived all the time. And I think hearing these messages from prominent, highly successful entrepreneurs is it's not healthy. It probably doesn't help. Right. My other thing that I wrote down was as you were talking, it was this idea of delayed gratification where I think if we have, you know, you hear like people writing down, like break down your to-do list of things that are urgent, not urgent. You know, I'm, I miss, I forget the quadrant. It's like, what's urgent, important, not urgent, not important. And I think that when we're presented with like the day-to-day of running a business, like there's always a fire in some way, in some form in your business. And it's hard, I think, for people to realize like, okay, maybe I need to not worry about this little tiny fire over here because I have this, you know, entire forest that's like literally about to burn down and then you know that's your health over here I'm like trying to do an analogy (laughs) of fires (laughs) making it up on the fly you know what I mean though it's like how do you help people make that shift from like this is what I need to do this is like the medicine you know this is the the medicine versus the painkiller of the things that are feeling really urgent I think part of it comes down to just understanding that it's all an experiment. And I think that takes a lot of the intensity out of it because I I I feel like a lot of people think that like, if I start exercising, this has got to be the time I stick to it because I don't want to go through the disappointment of being on and off the wagon again. And then, you know, I'm no good. And why can't I stick to this? And this is something that I see a lot naturally because we want to do good at it. So we're like, oh my gosh, if I stick to this, then I have to keep going with it. And it feels very heavy because there is that, like, there's so many entrepreneurs that I work with that do struggle with that, like, it's all or nothing. It has to be great or it's not. So one of the ways I like to do it is through experiments, meaning like, okay, let's try this for one week. And if you hate it, that's okay. You never have to do it again. But on the off chance that you love it, you get to keep it. And by doing that, I like to invite people to experiment with a possibility of what they might like and what might feel better. Because sometimes the idea of like, no, but you don't get it. I have to work until 11 PM at night. Cause that's the only time I have available. And I'm like, okay, I get that. And that totally makes sense. But if you're waking up tired and you're losing an entire day of productivity, what if just for a week we tried to end your work by 9 p.m. instead and let your brain wind down. And often when we get to the end of the next week, they're like, oh my gosh, I don't even need to work at night anymore. Or, you know, I can manage and I can actually control my stress and my brain and my thinking. And I'm getting so much more done in the day because I'm sleeping. And then they get to make the decision. It's I like to think of it as an informed decision, having had both experiences, because I think a lot of us only have one experience. And I like to give both. We know tired. We don't know what this mystery thing over here is. It seems like a lot of work to get it. I don't know if I can commit for the rest of my life. Commit for a week, then decide, layer in from there. Make it seem small and easy and attainable. And then when you come back, you're like, oh, that was actually not as hard as I thought it was going to be. And the impact was a lot better. We're on this topic of investing in yourself. What is, and you talked about the example of the one client who like spent more time with his kids, which like, that's amazing. Like that is the point. Tell me like, Can you think of an example of somebody who did have like um, a really tangible impact in their business? So I had a client and his business was in designing crypto algorithms. 
And I was working with him through probably October through June last year. And if you're listening to this episode while it's current, if you know what's been happening to the stock market and crypto over the last while, you know, it has taken a giant nosedive. So he had lost almost two thirds of his portfolio in that amount of time. Right. And so the panic that he was experiencing was causing him to completely shut down on his health, stay up till two in the morning, be on Twitter, um, just completely stressed out. Right. And so through this work of reminding him, I'm like, okay, your job right now is to be able to make high quality decisions because this is impacting millions of dollars of your money and the the what is going into creating your algorithms, right? This is important. You need to be able to make good decisions right now. You panicking, staying up till 2 a.m. on Twitter, not exercising, eating junk food, and basically not sleeping and staring into a screen is severely impacting your ability to assess what decisions are the right decisions to make in this time when your brain is already in fight or flight? So we really had to do a lot of coaching work on everything is okay and helping him get his brain power back through eating, just eating again, not like stress fasting, but just eating at regular intervals, getting some vegetables, getting outside for 10 minutes a day. Just can we see the sunshine in the morning? Can we just help our brain feel better? And through, you know, changing that four hour sleep window, cause he was getting from panic to like extending that to seven hours. After, you know, through that, we ended up finishing our work together in April, but by after that eight months of working together, he was very much in a place now where he understood how much his mindset had impacted all of that. And by giving him his health back, it gave him the space again to make clear decisions. And that definitely impacts everything he's going to put into all of his products and algorithms going forward. Yeah. Well, that's a good example. <laughs> I think, <laughs> you know, I think for most of us, like hopefully, hopefully it's not that severe in your business, but I mean, certainly we all have times where fight or flight comes up. I mean, I did this week, like, you know, I've kind of talked to you about that the other day, but like, it definitely happens and you want to come at it and have the ability to make good decisions. And I like to remind people too, that you are a leader in your business. And so being able to show up with that level of energy and, you know, perform at that level is really important. And I know I said a few minutes ago, like the example of the like highly successful entrepreneur who was like, I don't care about sleep, but I also have seen many, many, many examples of highly successful CEOs of these businesses who, when you read interviews about them, like they do exercise every day. Like they are really careful about what they eat because they have learned as they got to that level, they've learned how important this is for them to show up every day. And even, you know, the more I, my business grows, the more I have to spend time doing, you know, sales and marketing at a higher level. And I, I definitely feel the difference, you know, showing up like the energy that I have writing an email or recording a podcast or whatever, like that comes through whether you realize it or not. And your people hearing you on the other side, like they're going to, they're going to get a vibe on some level, like as humans, like we just know whether it's conscious or not, like they know you're not on your game. And then are they going to want to hire you? No, unfortunately, like maybe not, maybe, maybe not. I always say that nobody wants to hire a tired coach. Like it's just, it's no fun at all. And to your point, what you were saying about showing up as leaders in our business, I was working with a client and she owned a pretty large copywriting business and she was constantly blurring her boundaries and checking in with her clients and her team after she said she was done work for the day. And she would tell herself, oh, I just want to make sure everything's fine. I just, you know, people are in other time zones. You know, I want to make sure my team has what they need if they're working overnight and stuff like that. And she would show up all the way until like 11 PM checking messages. And I said to her, I was like, that is the example you are setting for your team. And whether you meant mean to or not, what you expect of them showing up. Like if you are the one on messages at 11 PM at night, you dang well bet your team is thinking, do I need to respond? And then, you know what I mean? You kind of create that culture of no rest and no boundaries in your business. And it becomes very cyclical and toxic. And so paying attention to the fact of like, how do I want to show up to my team? And how do I want to show up in five years from now? And having that reflect what you do day to day now in your business. Yeah, I think the same thing. I've had the same sort of internal struggle of like trying to set the example for my team. So, you know, my team, their accountants and the accounting industry as a whole is um I think fairly well known for working 
too much, like being too tied to, you know, journal entries and tax returns. <laughs> and so, you know, one of the things that is like one of my, my visions for my business is to be able to change that paradigm for people, especially my whole team is women. And, you know, I think a lot of my clients are women. A lot of them are moms and just coming at and saying like, we can be successful and we can also do these other things and not run ourselves into the ground over some, some tax returns. <laughs> so that's my goal anyways, one day. What is something like that you struggle with? You know what? It's something that I've actually learned more recently because I'm in postpartum right now as well. Um, so I actually funny just did a podcast episode all about the five giant fails that I've had coming back postpartum recently. And you know, one of them was, is like, I have now recognized that I am a rule person. And I discovered that it became really clear over the last couple of months because I do well with saying like, here is how I am going to be eating. And here is a standard I set for my exercise and I'm going to follow this. And when I have that plan laid out, I excel. But when I get to the end of, you know, okay, well, I'm going to work on this and then reevaluate in so many days. And if I don't have a guideline in place, I find that I have thoughts like all of us that really like to blur the boundaries. So like identifying thoughts for me is like, because I reached my, my pre-pregnancy goal weight. And now I find my brain going, you don't actually need to eat healthy anymore because you don't need to lose weight. I know that's a ridiculous reason to not eat. Like to, we should be eating healthy for a ton of other reasons, brain health included. But I'm finding too that like the slippery slope comes from me is when I'm not super intentional about what I'm working on and tracking it. Meaning if I'm just like, yeah, I'm gonna uh, just eat whole food six days a week. Yeah. And then if I don't track it, all of a sudden I'm like, oh, well that was three or four days of cookie eating during the week. So for me, it's, it's really been getting the hang of like, okay, where is my sweet spot? What helps me have that success? And a lot of it is realizing through the slippery slope that I went through in August, September is like, I need those guidelines. They help my brain organize my habits and my life. <laughs> yeah. So I guess like coming back to what is it that motivates you, right? Which is different for everybody, but maybe like, you know, you're motivated. You need some external motivation of yeah. like, I'm working towards this very specific goal. Meanwhile, I've never, like for me personally, I've never really felt super tied to that, but maybe it's because I haven't tested it out. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what, it, you know what it is. I have there. What drives me to keep going? A lot of this is like, because I don't really care about fitting in jeans and stuff like that anymore. That's something for me as like a mom, that's kind of like, you know, that's second priority to being with my kids. But what I have actually found that is driving me lately is I want to be able to show up in my business in a way that people want to be in my world. Meaning they watch my Instagram stories and they're like, she's out for her walk at six in the morning and it's pouring rain. Oh, look, she has her baby screaming, laying on the floor, but she's still getting her workout done. Like, oh, you know, she's got all this going on and she still makes it work. And I like to show that as kind of like an evidence of like what is possible because I know that I've done it with other coaches that I've worked with and stuff like that is when I see the life they've created from the result that they're selling, I'm like, I want to be in that world. Teach me, like, I want to embody that. And so part of it is me showing up as the inspiration that I know I would want to have if I was working on my health and then getting enrolling people in my journey as and creating kind of that vision of what's possible when you have a business, when you have a newborn and a two-year-old, when you, you know, have a household to run and all of the things, right? You're taking care of your health, all of that. Well, from my perspective, you do a really good job at that. So thank you. <laughs> everybody listening, like go and follow, we'll have all the links and everything in the show notes, go and follow Tanessa and just like the, the things that she says, if they don't resonate with you, then I don't know we can't like sacrifice our sort of long-term goals and keep pushing them, pushing them down the road, you know, because we keep having these sort of fires come up in the short term. And that's, it's a hard thing to do because it's, it goes against all of your habits. It probably goes against the thoughts you have in your head. Um, I mean, I personally, like, I certainly struggle with that too. And so, you know, it's just something we have to keep working on, but I think that, you know, from an outsider's perspective, I feel like you're really good at like recognizing that you're having those thoughts in your head and recognizing the tendencies and like coaching yourself through it. And so I think it's helpful for those of us who don't have that skill set to get support 
in cultivating that skill set with a coach because the best ROI in your business is going to be you, honestly. Mm-hmm. And that is something that, you know, three years ago when I was still side hustling and I was in my corporate job and I was just in accounting world, I thought it was like so dumb <laughs> because that was the culture, right? The culture was just work, work, work. And that's how we're successful. But I think to really show up with the right energy and the right mindset. And as a leader, you have to, you have to be well taken care of both with your health and also with your finances. So just quick plug there, you know, just to sort of wrap it up, what is next for you? How can people work with you? Where can we find you? Yeah. So I'm on Instagram at Tanessa Shears. Come in, shoot me a DM, come say hi, tell me what you're working on. I always love to like help out and give some insights. I think that's fun. Um, but beyond that, what am I working on next? Oh, you know this because we've been going back and forth, but I'm currently taking all the things that are swimming around in my brain, the knowledge that I have and, you know, distilling it down into the components and a video course so that it can be communicated much more effectively. So that's where I'm going. That's what I'm doing with all my extra brain energy right now is creating a course for that. Um, but otherwise, like if, if you're like, oh, I love this idea of working on my health and seeing it, how it interrelates with my business. I have a podcast called becoming limitless. And in that podcast, every episode is a deep dive on one biohack or specific part of health and how it integrates with business and what you can do to take action on it and start experimenting in your own life. So great resource. Um, if you pop on Instagram, let me know. I'll recommend you a favorite episode that might help. Somebody shared one of your posts and it was like speaking directly to my soul. So I followed you and then I was like, like everything you say just resonated. So go check her out on Instagram Um, or TikTok also is a thing now. And um, we're trying. Oh my God. (laughs) I can't, I can't go there right now. I need more. I need more energy. I need more, more energy to show up and figure out TikTok. It's a different world. My final question I always ask everybody is tell me something that your business is going to enable you to upgrade in your life that is just going to be purely for fun, for enjoyment, you know, to fulfill whatever your like rich life goal is. Because of the remote nature of my business and it, my portfolio creating the freedom and then how it's going to grow with this, we actually want to spend ultimately six months a year somewhere warmer. What we're going to start doing, hopefully January, 2024 is do two months in Costa Rica in the winter. Cause I'm living in Canada. It's cold and rainy here a lot, but I would love to do that for two months. And then as the girls get older, start extending that because I can work from wherever. And if we can just, you know, escape the rain, go somewhere warm, allowing my business to like support us while we're doing that. And I want like, I want, a, I want bougie Airbnb on the beach. That's the goal. I don't want to have to have it in a high rise or like into the city. Like I want to walk out and have my feet in the sand. That's the goal. (laughs) That sounds amazing. And I also love that bougie is also a word in Canada. (laughs) The first time I said it to you, you were like, oh yeah, you know what bougie is. I'm like, okay, those Canadians, they get us too. So yeah. The only thing that we don't connect on is toque and beanie. Every time I say toque, it's like, what are you talking about? (laughs) Yeah. Canadian word. (laughs) Still no. Anyways. Okay. Well, this was really fun. And I hope everybody listening got something good out of it. I think so. I think there's just so much to be uncovered with, you know, health, energy, all of that. It's so, so important and so important to your success as a business owner, which is why I wanted to have you come on. So I appreciate your time. Thank you for having me on. All right. I'll see everybody next week. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. Now, I want you to go take some action. What's one thing you can do this week to create more profit in your business? Send me a DM on Instagram at youngcocfo and share your action item with me. If you have a question or topic you'd like me to dive into, or if you're feeling empowered about taking charge of your finances, let's continue the conversation. Go to profitandprosper.co to submit a question or topic for me to talk about on the show. And because we all profit and prosper better with friends, please leave me a review on Apple Podcasts, subscribe wherever you listen, and share the episode. Make sure you tag me at youngcocfo on Instagram so I can give you some love, and I'll see you in the next episode.